At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Minnesota Tim, Jake's Takes, Madness. It is Jake's Takes time on a Thursday morning or whenever you are listening to this podcast. It is Minnesota Tim and Jake's Takes Day. We know this is your favorite day of the year because this is a segment that Jacob has created, and we have been following for years. It's time for favorable, formidable, and 50-50, where we run through each game of the Minnesota Vikings schedule and predict if the outcome is favorable, formidable, or 50-50. But first... Because I like to be a gentleman, even to my fellow men. Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Like you said, it's it's the biggest day of the year. It's the uh, opening of the NFL season, Chiefs-Lions tonight. Mm, mm. It's the opening of school in Litchfield. So I got to see 130 students today. And uh, I'm surprised first, it's on a Thursday. Yeah, well, we do. We have like conferences the first two days. So technically, the first day of school was Tuesday. In you quotes. have teacher parent conferences the first two days. Yeah, like pre meet, like so, like get yeah, get to know your conferences in the school, uh, okay. especially for the fifth graders, right? Because they're they're going from an elementary school to a middle school, so they they get to like walk around the building without anybody really there. So yeah. it's for them, it's really nice. For the older grades, I you know, it's not probably as big of a deal, but it's a good way to get two school days out of the way without actually having school. So, because mm-hmm. it counts. So, yeah. So that's <laughs> that, that's today, or that was that's two days. So now it's actual school today, and then it's the uh, opening of the middle school football schedule. To first game today. So it's just that all everything is today. When I was preparing for this podcast, my first thought was, I cannot wait to hear <laughs> Jacob's offensive playbook for the Litchfield Dragons middle school football mm-hmm, team, mm-hmm, and. We can get to that next week. Yeah, game one recap after the game, so we can hear how the game went, what the offensive play calls were, to hear the the details. Because I mean, you're a game tape guy, Mm -hmm. you know. You know, you're you're just deep diving into the all twenty two middle school football. Man. Yep. We'll just leave you Crunching with this. Numbers. We'll just leave you with this cliffhanger. If we beat Andale tonight, I think the score's got to be like six <laughs> zero. <laughs> hey, a win's a win. Yeah. This group, 
they I think they only won one game and tied a game last year, but every other game they only lost by one score. So we could definitely flip that, you know. It's the kind of team that we could win five games, we could win one game. It just it's gonna be the details. So we'll see how we are on those little details. Those drive killers. I've been talking a lot about that this week. Can't have the drive killers, right? The fumble yeah. that turned you know, fumbled snap, so now it's second and seventeen. We ain't converting seven, second and seventeen very often, right? You know, miscommunications, wrong routes, not knowing the Look plays. at you, man. That's We're like, gonna be detail oriented. Is that was I our mean, focus this week? So are you kidding me? Like, the, like that sounds like what an NFL coach would say before their game. Stop yeah, we, maybe the turnovers. Have, We've got to win the turnover maybe, battle. Yeah. Maybe if we have nothing to talk about one of these weeks, we can just do a press conference, fake press conference. <laughs> Seriously, we might have to. Just for my, fun. Not because yeah. we have anything to talk about, but just for fun. Well, we always have something to talk about, but yeah, that might be a good bit. Yeah, so. that would be great. So let's do this. Let's start the Perfect. Minnesota Vikings predictions. Game one on mm-hmm. Sunday, September 10th, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 12 o'clock kickoff on CBS. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Favorable, in my opinion. I also have favorable. Yep. That it we'll talk a lot about it. The schedule's one of the hardest. I didn't look at the exact rating. Most people have it in the top. It's like the top five, I think, for strength of schedule this year, like the rankings. I don't know. There's we'll get to it. There's there's, there's a lot of games that I don't see as uh super formidable, but there's a lot of like fifty fifty games that mm. could, you know, again, it's kinda like our Litchfield Middle School team, right? I could see this Vikings team having double-digit wins, but if the wheels fall off a little bit, things don't go their way. It could go south. So, yes, if they're going to be a for- formidable team themselves, they got to have the Bucks at home. That's got to be a win. Yes. I will share more later on my expectations for the Vikings mm-hmm. season, but I think you'll feel it out as, as, as it Correct. goes on. Yeah. So we're, uh, we both got 1-0, right? 1-0. Here we go. 1-0. Here we go. Game two, Thursday at Philadelphia, 7.15 on Prime Video, which is everybody's favorite, I'm sure. Um, I mean, you've got to go formidable on this one. Yeah, I'd say, no, just kidding, yeah. Thursday night at Philadelphia. I think last year we had this exact same game. We got our butts kicked. So, yeah, it's formidable. Defending yeah. Super Bowl attendees for the NFC, right? The NFC champs from last year. Mm. Um it, I mean, not impossible to win, but yeah, you can chalk that one up as a loss. Last year, Kirk Cousins threw like three picks in this game, three yeah. terrible interceptions. One of them was on Justin Jefferson, and I think we got crushed like 24 to 7. The score might have been a little closer. Well, it would have been a little closer. There's no doubt in my mind if Kirk Cousins didn't throw three interceptions while yeah. we were in scoring position in every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're one and one for both mm-hmm. of us. Game three. Got a little bit of a break. Sunday, September 24th versus the Los Angeles Chargers. 12 p.m. kickoff on Fox. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I'll say 50 50. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a wuss and say 50 50. I don't think that's being a wuss because the Chargers weren't great last year. They have some guys, right? But they always have a lot of injuries. They have yet to kind of put it all together. Um, so I think they're very, they're kind of like a, 
the Vikings of the AFC a little bit, where they mm. they have a high ceiling, but they also have a low floor. So I think they're a 50-50 game. Um, since it's at home, I think Kirk Cousins outduels them a little bit, and you know it's probably going to be a high-scoring game, but the Vikings get it done since it's a home okay. game. So you're going to go 2-1. 2-1. and one. Two and one. Okay. I'm going to go 1-2. and two. Okay. I, I, That's I why just have a, a bad feeling game. about it's a 50-50 game. I have a bad feeling about the Vikings-Chargers game. I mean, Justin Herbert's a beast. And like what, like you said, they were a playoff team last year, but they had one of the worst meltdowns ever against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're yeah. not the most best. What? They're not the best coach team in the NFL. No. The Chargers, no. you know, their coach is kind of always on the hot seat. New offense coordinator, Kellen Moore. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to like about the Chargers, and there's their their roster when you look at it up and down is just stacked. Like there's no reason why they shouldn't be one of the top AFC teams, but yep. somehow every single year they underachieve. So week four at Carolina, new rookie quarterback, number one overall pick, Bryce Young versus Adam and Adam Thielen on the Carolina Panthers. Twelve o'clock game on Fox. I will say favorable. And this one. Favorable as well. Yep. At the end of the day, even if it's a road game, you got to beat a rookie quarterback like Bryce. Their defense is solid, but offense is not. So take care of business. I don't think it's going to be an easy win, though, in my opinion. I just, no. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a, you go to Carolina, you take care of business, you crush them by 10 to 20 points. I see that mm-hmm. as a field goal game. Mm-hmm. One well, and honestly, we saw it last year, right? But a lot of the Vikings games, I think, will be dicey, right? I don't think the formula is going to change that much from last year, where we're going to just blow people out. I think the way we saw it last year with a lot—I mean, eleven one-score games—is a lot, but probably won't have that many. But you know, there's still going to be probably five, six, seven, eight, and we'll just see what kind of. We were eleven and zero last year. We'll see if we stay with a favorable record. Probably not going to go perfect again but at least if we can stay above 500 with those we should be in okay shape so week five at home versus kansas city a 325 start on cbs so that's probably a jim nance tony romo game i will say formidable yep that's an easy one obviously best team in the league patrick mahomes yeah probably a loss that's what I marked it as. Yeah, and you would think Travis Kelsey would be back by that game. Who knows if he's going to be 100% healthy because of his hyperextended knee. He could be out on Thursday Night Football versus the Lions. But I also wouldn't put it past him at all if he played against the Lions on Thursday Night Football because Kelsey just seems like one of those rough and tough guys that's going to go on the football field with a broken leg. That's just kind of like the, 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 uh, the thought that I have when I think of Travis Kelsey. So I got the Vikings at two and three through week five. You have the Vikings at three and two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Correct. Week six at Chicago, 12 o'clock game on Fox. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. What do we expect from the Chicago Bears this year? Justin Fields is a big question mark. Can he throw the football? Obviously, he can run the football like none other. The Vikings historically have struggled at Soldier Field. The Chicago Bears have a new wide receiver, DJ Moore. 
I say the Vikings have to have this game because of what's coming up. So I'm going to say favorable. Vikings are three and three after week yeah. six. Yep, I agree. The only aspect I would maybe tweak with that would be um, I have it as a 50-50, though, just because at Soldier Field, regardless Eesh. of when or where or how, right, I just – an at Chicago game is always gonna, almost always almost always going to be a 50-50 game. So I did put it as a 50-50 game. I'm just checking my win totals here. One, one second. One, two, three, four. So that'd be a dub. Yep. Yep. Dub. A win. Okay. Win. Let's go. Okay. Week seven, Monday night football versus San Francisco. Again, another team that's kind of a question mark on Monday night football. Brock Purdy was amazing in seven games last year, but I'm going to say formidable. Okay. Okay. See, I put, I went 50, 50 just cause there's, Obviously, the defense. They're, I mean, they're an NFC favorite, so this might be a little homery. I love the confidence. There's something about, and I, well, I marked it as an L, so it's a, one of those 50 50 games we actually lose. Okay. But I do think there's a little more risk to the 49ers than people are giving them credit for. You know, they just yeah, think I, Brock I Purdy's, they just think Brock Purdy's just going to automatically be like a top 10 quarterback. It's like, I mean, as much as we love the underdog story, right? 32 teams, right? All these professional scouts, these professional, this is what they do for a living. They said this guy wasn't worth drafting for, you know, basically seven full rounds, right, of the NFL That's draft. Tom Brady impact. Right. And and I get they could all be wrong, but think about how crazy. I mean, my point is I don't think Purdy's a sure thing. Obviously, he had some fire in a bottle last year. Maybe he recaptures that. I think he's somewhere in the middle Right, he's probably not as good as he was last year, but he's probably not unstartable. So my point is, I just think there's a lot more variance to the 49ers than people assume there will be. The difference is they have a defense, so defense keeps you in every game. He doesn't have to be special. So I have it as a loss still, but I don't. I'm not a huge 49ers guy, just as in general, for like to mm-hmm. actually win, get to the NFC Championship, win the NFC Championship, that kind of level. I think they're a good division team, nothing more. I would agree. There's lots of risk with the 49ers. Defensively, they're 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 buttoned up, but offensively, besides Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, those guys are legit. Brock Purdy, he's got to prove himself because he's only he's only done it for seven games. Yeah, um, and they're two best next- players. I mean, they miss games. McCaffrey and Samuel have not played a lot of games the last couple of years true. either. So it's you know, Kittle's already hurt and he's missed a lot of games the last few years as well. So it's just kind of. It's just risky. That's all. Just some risk there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But anyway, formidable for both of us. We or you said 50-50, said but leaning towards a loss. Leaning uh, for sure a loss and leaning. It, if there was like a fourth category, it'd be right there between 50-50 and formidable. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, week eight at Green Bay, a twelve o'clock game on Fox. I am going to say. Formidable in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say formidable in this one. I, I think the Packers are gonna be way better than people expect. I think they are going to be the underdog in the NFC North specifically that people are kind of overlooking because the big fancy quarterback is gone. 
but I believe the Packers will be way better than people expect this year. Yep, Unfortunately I, for us. Yep, I have it as a 50-50, but I, I chalked that one up as a loss. Um, yeah, they are the third. Or like Vegas is saying they're going to finish third. Um, right, they easily – I mean, I don't think any of the three teams that are at the top are – head and shoulders above the other two. So they definitely could be or will be probably in the mix for the division title. Um, it's just a matter of those kind of 50-50 games. Um, anytime you go to Lambeau, it's kind of scary. So I'm just marking that one as an L. Jordan Love, I don't think, is terrible. Their defense is actually pretty good. Um, we'll see. They have two second-year receivers and a rookie as their main three weapons and a rookie tight end. So that, speaking of risk again, right, you have a new quarterback who's never been a starter with, Two second-year guys who missed a lot of time last year, and then a couple rookies. So it, it that part of it could unravel pretty quickly, where they don't have any reliable receiving options, but may not need them. I don't know. Yeah, good point. Week nine at Atlanta, a Sunday game at twelve p.m. on Fox. I will say favorable. The Vikings rally and get a win at Atlanta. Another close game. I don't think this is a blowout by any means. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah, we, I mean, the, that four game stretch we just talked about, I mean, that's a tough stretch versus chiefs at bears versus 49ers Packers. I mean, that's a, that, those four games are all formidable or 50, 50. So then now it, now it opens up for the Vikings, at least on my schedule. I mean, this is the stretch they got to take advantage of. So they got to start it off with a win with, against the Falcons. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, week 10 versus new Orleans on Fox at 12 PM game. I will say favorable again. So I got the Vikings winning two games in a row, going five and five. Yeah, I always mark one because I have favorable as well. I always mark one favorable game as as a loss, just because you're not going to win all the games you're supposed to. So this is the one I pegged because I think Derek Carr and the Saints are going to be actually not too shabby, and I think they're going to win that division. I think they're going to need to win that division. So I have them as a, a... The Saints always seem to, you know... Have, we have interesting games with the Saints. I think the Saints are able to get it done. So I have the Vikings at 5-5 five and five through Week 10. You have them, I think, pretty close. 5-5, five, five and five, yep. Okay, we're both 5-5 five and five through Week 10. And people, I promise you, we did not look at each other's records before we started recording. When we have, a, we have like three different yeah. games that are wins or losses. So That's true, yeah. Uh, week 11 at Denver. This is the same thing for me as it was for you versus New Orleans. This should be a favorable outcome, but because I think the Vikings will lose on the road at Denver, I think it's going to be a formidable game for the Vikings. They are going to be 5-6 and after the Denver Broncos game. Yeah, I, I just don't believe in the Broncos. I don't think Russell Wilson has it. I think their defense is fine. They're already missing some receivers. I th- they have a running back coming off an ACL injury. I just I think they're a year away from being interesting if they replace Russell Wilson. I don't think they're Sean Payne's has the magic touch. I don't think Russell Wilson's going to suddenly look good. It's not an easy game in terms of it is at um it's I think it's Sunday night football. At, yeah, on uh, NBC. Yep. yep. So that's that's it's a little dicey, but I have it as I have it as a win. I think Sean Payton will rally the Denver Broncos as much as Minnesota fans do not like Sean Payton. He is a really good head football coach, so I think that he will revolutionize Russell Wilson and and, and make something something out of him. Yeah. Yeah. So at home, 
Monday Night Football the following week, Week 12 versus Chicago, 7-15. Oh, they've mm-hmm. got a lot of national games this year. My they do. I will say favorable versus Chicago. So the Vikings will be 6-6. Six and six. Yep, favorable, 7-6. and six. Yeah, I think we have what? We have one, two, three, four. We have five to start with, five national TV games. That's a lot. Not counting like the Chiefs one, that would probably be mostly national TV. On CBS, no, not prime yeah. Time, but yeah, that three o'clock game, yeah. But yeah, Thursday totally. night, two Monday nights, and two Sunday nights, yeah. So you have a favorable outcome for the Bears yes. game too. Yep. yep. So okay. seven and five, I got them at though. Okay. I have them at six and six. Yep. Perfect. Week thirteen is they bye week. Yep. Lots of controversy in this week. Never know what's going to happen. Um, so we'll just skip it. I I just don't even think we can predict that. It's just, it's just too tough. Uh, week 14, Sunday, December 10th at Las Vegas, a three Oh five start on Mm -hmm. Fox. I will say 50, 50 with a lean towards favorable. So I will say the Vikings get it done and are seven and six after week 14. Yep, I have a win as well. Another team that I don't trust. I think another team that's going to be flirting with the bottom five draft pick. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the answer. They have Devonta Adams, who's getting old. I could see him requesting a trade into the year. Josh Jacobs on a one-year contract. He's going to be gone next year. I think the Raiders are teetering very closely to a little rebuild. Um, so I think by week you know, 14 this season, they're going to be out of it. So I, I think if you play them week one, it's a 50-50. If you play them week 14, it's going to turn into a favorable game. So, Good point. Week 15 at Cincinnati. These last four, man. Determined. I tell you what. Time to be determined. Television to be determined. I mean, it's nothing but formidable for this one. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep, if the Vikings are decent, that'll be like a Sunday night game. Um, but, yeah, at Cincinnati, obviously another team that's one of the favorite teams to go to the AFC Championship, go to the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I mean, could they outdo them? Absolutely, it's possible. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a formidable, and you got to chalk it up as a loss for now and hope for the best. My wife and I took vacation to Kentucky, to Newport, Kentucky area. We saw Noah's Ark. We saw the Creation Museum. We um, walked around the Cincinnati Zoo because Newport, Kentucky and Cincinnati are like right on the border. So like you can literally walk across a bridge and be in Ohio and walk across the other side of the bridge and be in Kentucky. So I spoke with Joel Burrow a little bit. I asked him what he expects for the big Viking game. You know, since I'm in Cincinnati, why not talk to Joe a little bit? So I said, what do you expect for week 15 versus the Vikings? And he's like, oh, I want them. I want them bad. So I, I expect Joe Burrow to come out blazing versus mm-hmm. the Vikings after our one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Week 16 at home versus Detroit. Ooh, man, this is a tough one. Everyone expects the Detroit Lions to be better this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are hyping them. Vegas is hyping them. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I'm going to say formidable on this one, even though it's a home game. I'm going to say formidable. I am not 100% buying the Lions hype, but I'm like 95% buying the Lions hype this season. Yep. 
I get it. I get it. They're the technically they're the division favorite just by a little bit over the Vikings and over the Packers. So I, I put it as a 50-50 because it's home. And I have it as a win. But it I mean, part of it is at the end of the day, like I just I struggle with how good can they be with Jared Goff in charge. Now I know Jared Goff led the Rams to a Super Bowl, but that defense was like the Rams defense was unworldly. Like they were insane. And the offense had Todd Gurley, like he didn't have to do like I don't think the Lions defense is there, or I know the deep Lions defense isn't there, and even the Lions offense isn't really there. Maybe they've got Aiden Hutchinson defensively, so they've got some weapons on no, defense. They're not bad, no, absolutely. They're not like a rollover bad team. I mean, the I just mean the Rams were like as good as you can get on defense, basically, and then on offense they had multiple weapons that were just. And that's the part that they're probably the closest, right? They have Jameer Gibbs, who might be good enough to be that difference maker. Amon Ross St. Brown seems legit. So, like, offensively, sure, they're probably close to what Goff had. Defensively, they're just still short of that mark. So, I just I struggled to buy the hype fully, to your point. So, I have it as the, the first one as a win, the home game. I noticed that your wife is about to leave, and what are the odds your phone connects, connects to their, her, her car? Well, so she's taking the truck today. So... <laughs> When she takes the car, it's automatic. Yeah. When she takes the truck, I don't know. We'll see because I don't know if she's ever left with the truck while we're doing this. That's new because we have a new risk truck. It a little bit. Let's, let's risk it. Let's see what okay. happens. Well, worst case, you just edit and we just come back. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what happens. It's it's it's, it's very exciting. Anyway, uh, let's continue while we see what happens. Week seventeen versus Green Bay. I will say favorable. Another NBC game on Sunday night. I will say favorable for the Vikings in this one. So the Vikings are 500 at this point. Okay, and I put uh, 50-50, but with a win. The home home game versus Packers, got to have it. Um, so I would have us as one game better, I believe. So I, okay. I must do nine and eight. Nine and whatever we have. I lose track. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. One game nine better. Nine and seven? Nine yeah, and seven. seven. Okay. And the last game of the season, week 18, Sunday, January 7th at Detroit. Time to, de- to, be, ter- to, to what? Time to be determined and television to be determined as well. I will say the Vikings get swept by the Lions for the first time in forever this season and finish with a below 500 record, mm-hmm. eight and nine. After going thirteen and four, the prior season. Okay, I have it as a loss as well, so I was finishing at nine and eight. And this is just kind of sums up the way the Vikings. So a couple little quick points here. First of all, I think the division is going to be tight. I think Lion like ten and seven might win it. I think that could be the Lions' record. That could be the Vikings' record. I think that could be the Packers' record. Right? I don't think any team is really is it possible they win 11, 12 games. Sure. Is it likely? I don't really think it's that likely. Um, secondly, like in my mind, I was like, all right, I think this might be, you know, I'm like 10, 11 wins, maybe even 12. Let's see what the schedule looks like. And it is, there's just so many 50 50 games where I just kind of trickled down and ended up at nine and eight, just trying to play the odds, right? And now I, you know, it's sometimes kind of boring just to be in the middle, but I think that is a, where they might be is right in that middle. We lost them. I cannot hear Jacob. We are having technical difficulties. The truck has left the building. Wait, oh, do I hear you? Oh, you're back. It's back. We're back. I don't know what you heard, but basically the point is, I think the Vikings 
are capable of going a few wins above this, right? 11, 12, but it's more the schedule, the likelihood, the more average, it's more likely they are nine or 10 win team. Even an eight win team is definitely possible. So a lot of 50, 50 games, man, you, you, you can't mess around this year and lose any of those games. You're not supposed to lose. If you want to be a serious team, because again, 11 and zero in one score games last year, odds would just say that's going to come down. Totally. Um, doesn't mean that we're going to lose them all, right? But just even if we're, you know, six and three, that's a whole different ball game, right? Versus being 11 and 0. So, yeah. And there's just an argument for people that want to say the Vikings are going to be just as good as last year because yep. the offense should technically be better with Jordan Addison. You bring in Brian Flores, so the defense is more in attack mode, but it doesn't work like that. Like, think about the Denver Broncos last year. You're, they're thinking they're going to be a Super Bowl potential favorite here entering the season because they brought in one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL prior to joining the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson. Well, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson joins the team, then he has his own office, then there's conflict, and they just completely just fell off the face of the earth. So even though the yeah. Vikings technically got better offensively and defensively, they're going to regress just because – you kind of always find that middle ground. I, I just, I do not think last year is duplicatable, if that's a word. <laughs> duplicatable? I don't know if duplicate. You can't duplicate last season. That is true. Yeah. Though. I mean, the thirteen and four. I mean that that was as fun. I mean, we talked about it last year. That was as fun as an NFL season possibly could be. Every single game was drama, comebacks, fun. It was phenomenal. I mean. That's the one thing that the, the the season should be entertaining because we have a good offense and we're probably still going to have a bad defense. So we're going to be a lot closer with those bad teams than we want to be. But we're also going to be able to keep up with some of those really good teams and have kind of mm-hmm. those, those duels, if you will. So, yeah, regardless, totally. it should are, be a fun. What are you, are you eating? What are you eating right now? A little oatmeal. A little oatmeal this morning. You put a little milk in your oatmeal? I don't. Oh, is that a little brown sugar oatmeal? Apple cinnamon. Oh, that sounds good too. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to, I might be lactose intolerant, so we're gonna try going on a really? little lactose a little lactose free diet for a few weeks. Where did this come from? I just, you know, lost some weight and it, it's something connected to the diet, so I'm trying to figure out what it could be. Hmm. Interesting. I had a McFlurry last night, didn't go very well, so you had a what? McFlurry. Oh McFlurry. <laughs> what kind of McFlurry did you have? It was uh, Holly makes fun of me. I, I like the M&M McFlurry. Oh, absolutely. That's the best one. That's what I said. But she's like, what's the point? It's just like M&M's and ice cream. And then they just get really like rock hard. And then they hurt yeah, your teeth. Yeah, that is like, the point. Yeah. I'm like, that is the point. She, I, yeah. and, and to be fair, she wants the Oreo one. Oreo ones are great. No, nothing against the Oreo McFlurry or Oreo Blizzard or whatever. Oreo is always a home run. But I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of an M&M guy. Yeah. I got nothing wrong with it. I love I'm a big Eminem guy too. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. The only thing that could potentially be better than the Eminem McFlurry is if you go to Dairy Queen and get a little Reese's pieces. Yeah. The Reese's oh. is always the home run for me personally. I'm a yeah. chocolate and peanut butter guy, but yeah. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, um here's a prediction for you. Just a random Vikings prediction. I Hate to say this, and it actually I don't hate to say this at all. The Green Bay Packers will have a better record mm. than the Minnesota Vikings this season. Mm. 
Yeah, that's my prediction. I don't buy the Packers very much, but part their defense is. I legit. don't really buy them that much either. But I have the Vikings at eight and nine. Right. So it, right, it's not hard for the Packers to go nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I get that. Oh. Any other random Viking predictions you have? Uh, randomly. Kirk Cousins MVP. Mm. Justin Jefferson, highest paid wide receiver in the history of football. Yeah, that'll that'll get done at some point. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody. Oh, the one thing that I think that not a lot of people are on necessarily. I don't think Madison's going to be like a three down back. Oh, totally. And that's, and that's more fantasy, I guess, specific because like people are trying to figure out if he's like going to replace Dalvin Cook. Should they draft him as high or whatever? I think it's we're going to see a lot of Ty Chandler more than people think. So that's one that I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, Madison's just going to fill right in. And I'm like, well, he will, but I think Chandler's going to be in the mix a lot more than we think. So. Totally. I think Ty Chandler is way more explosive than Alexander Madison. Right. I, and I think as the year goes on, I could see it kind of flipping a little bit where, right, it's truly like a 50-50 or something like that. You know, Madison will get the first crack at it, but I think eventually Chandler might, you might not be able to keep him off the field. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into Super Bowl predictions. This mm. is a tough one for me because when I'm looking around the league, it's hard not to go to recent teams that made it, like the Eagles, like the Bengals, like the Chiefs, because mm-hmm. they got the quarterback and their team should be just as dominant, if not more dominant. Mm-hmm. But the likelihood that the same teams make it back to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is tough. Mm-hmm. So who's going to be that team? Let's think about this the Vegas odds-wise. So in the NFC, right, the top three odds are Philly, 49ers, Cowboys. Do you really Cowboys. like – Do you really like – Right, exactly. Do you like the Cowboys or the 49ers a lot? Like, I don't. I don't think they're that level of team. Yeah. Both, both perfectly – you know, they're good teams, obviously. Duh, right? They're in the mix. I get it. But if you're trying to pick like an NFC champion, as much as boring as it is, right? The Eagles are the like safest pick you could possibly have as an NFC totally. champion again. I mean, they yeah, added to their defense, to which was already good. Their offense should be. They didn't lose anything besides running back, but they have four co-starters. I saw their depth chart says so. They got four <laughs> running backs. That always makes me but honestly, though, like for their offense, they don't need a stud, right? They just need guys that are healthy. So, and they have stud wide receivers, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. AJ Brown. They've got guys around Hurts. And Goddard is perfectly good as a tight end as well. So, I, yeah, I, I, I don't see if you're, again, playing, if you're not trying to be different for the sake of being different, the Eagles are like the easiest NFC pick. Obviously, could they lose? Of course they could lose, right? Somebody could sneak in. and, But I just don't know who, because it's not coming from the NFC uh, North. You know, it's not Vikings, Packers, Lions aren't making the Super Bowl more than, you know. You wouldn't plan on it. Um, again, Cowboys, meh. It's not anyone from the NFC South, right? You're not taking the Falcons, Saints, Panthers. What about the, what, what about the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> it's not the Cardinals, <laughs> the Rams. So the, my, my point is basically the NFC is pretty weak. NFC North is going to be down. NFC South is going to be terrible. And then the NFC West has two teams that are going to be tanking, and the Rams and the Cardinals more than likely. And then the NFC East has, you know, a couple okay teams. Giants are okay. Washington might be a little better. But, again, it comes down to who else is there, really. And I don't see anyone that's 
Man. a serious contender. So it's really too tough that I don't have the Vikings like thirteen and four because if there was going to be a year that they make the Super Bowl, they really only got one team to get past in the NFC, and that's the Eagles. Yeah, and there's some obviously there's a few other decent teams, but yeah, your first round. I mean, I mean yeah, the 49ers too. Theoretically, they're solid, right? And the Cowboys, whatever, and you know Giants. I mean, obviously we lost to them last year. Like they're not the end, they're not horrible, but. It's just there's not a lot of depth in this conference. So, yeah, if there's a year to be good, kind of like the Gophers had last year, an opportunity to really make some noise, you know, for the Vikings, it would be this year. And they certainly still could. They certainly still could. But I, I just have to go chalk and go Eagles just because no one else matches the talent that the Eagles have, even close, really. And then, so I'm going to go with with the same prediction. I'm, I'm just looking at the Cowboys schedule real quick to see if there's any possibilities of them making it to the Super Bowl during the regular season, just like seeing who they got, but it looks yep. like they have a tough regular season schedule. So I'm not going to go with the Cowboys either. I'm going to go with chalk Eagles, uh, AFC. That I think I'm going to mix it up. That's a little dicier. You got the Buffalo bills who are hungry. The jets who have Aaron Rodgers, the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals with Joe Burrow, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who a lot of people think will rise this season, yep. Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, you could probably throw the Jaguars in there as somebody who could like a throw sleeper. The Jaguars but in there, yeah. They they they've shown some ability, and then the Chiefs. So, well, you just stole a little bit of my thunder because my pick was going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Doug Peterson, <laughs> seriously, I did not see I was going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars to come out of the AFC with Doug Peterson as their head coach mm-hmm. versus his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles. You can already oh. see the Super Bowl <laughs> headlines developing yeah. here. So yep. I'm going to go Eagles versus Jaguars in the Super Bowl, and the Eagles win it with Jalen Hurts. Yep, I got the Eagles. AFC. I mean, there's like I said, like you said, there's a lot of different directions you could go, and it would be reasonable, right? Um, the Browns. Some people have, you know, again, the Jets are kind of a rising, you know, kid. I mean, their defense is phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers, can he just be decent, right? Um, I like the Ravens this year. I, you know, I thought about them. I do like the Chargers for a comeback year. Justin Herbert was pretty bad last year. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen again. I think Justin Herbert's going to make them be a pretty good team. Um, but I'm going to go with the Jets as much as it stinks. I think all the defense is legit. The Jets' offense should be legit. They have two running backs. They have a receiver. Hopefully they can find – well, I don't hope for, but hopefully for them, right? They need another receiver to kind of step up. They have Aaron Rodgers, who should just be decent. Um, we'll go Jets, but I don't think they're a match for the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the most consistent and best team in the league, and I'm going to have them get back and you know take one from Aaron Rodgers yet again. Those are good predictions. I like it. I, I like Jets-Eagles is a good Super Bowl, too. That's fun. Yeah, that'd be high-rated. Yeah, Rodgers, Hurts. New York. Big New Philly. York team. I mean, when's the last time a New York team made the Super Bowl? It's been a long yeah, time. Oh, I guess the Giants. I mean, it's, I guess it hasn't been that long. They that's, but that's beat like the Patriots twice. Yeah, that's true. You know, what's, what's crazy is that when you say, like, you can relate to this because you're a teacher of middle school students. Yeah. When you walk up to them and say, man, don't you remember the 2009 season with Brett Favre? And then they turn back to you and say, I wasn't even born yet. That makes me yeah. feel really old. The students I have this year were born my senior year of high school. <laughs> It's like they have no idea what that 2009 season was even like. And that was like, what, 14 years ago? That's crazy. 
I know you got to catch yourself because you don't want to be like your, you know, our parents where it's like, because obviously think about when we were kids, right? Our parents would say things like the 70s was so insane. How could you not say Fran Tarkenton is the best quarterback of all time, right? And Seriously, I'm yeah. I'm exaggerating, yeah. but, you know, stuff like that, right? They, you know, and now for the Twins, it was actually true because actually at least they won two World Series, but. Right, they they have stories like that, and then we would roll their eyes, you know, roll our eyes at it, like, oh, who cares? That was so long ago. So I always try to check myself when t- I don't talk about the past too much, because again, like you said, they don't relate at all, and then they don't care, and then it's like, who's that old guy talking about things from ancient times when it was two thousand nine? For so. sure, yeah. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bed Three Six Five, twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. I well, got one good quote for you. One good oh, quote yes. for you. Let's go. hear it. Yeah, let's hear the Rudy Gobert quote that you mentioned. So after, <laughs> I just like picking a Rudy Gobert too. It's so easy. France goes zero and two in FIBA, right? Yeah. Yep. And in that yep. second game, and that eliminates them from like the play, like the bracket or whatever, because um, it was like the round robin game or however that works. And uh, they lost. He had nine point seven rebounds, and. Talking about the loss, Rudy Gobert said, I gave it my all. <laughs> hey, maybe he did. Maybe the rebounds <laughs> just weren't bouncing to him, you know? I mean, even when, even though you're seven one, seven two, they shouldn't necessarily have to bounce to you because you're so long. The Stifle Tower is his nickname. You should be able to snag some rebounds that aren't necessarily in your vicinity. Um, but Hey, that, that's a good. I like that. You, it just makes me laugh because, again, like his all. I mean, the sad reality is his all is nine points and seven rebounds. And, that, and that's just, I don't know. It's not the end of the world, but it's just funny that that's his peak, right? That's what we're really. I mean, <laughs> and he can get, yes, he has more rebounds, of course, but just like at the end of the day, you're getting a guy who can't really score and he just gets a handful of rebounds and is good on defense and, Totally. You know, can't, can't help France beat some bum teams in the FIBA championships. So <laughs> that's what he is. Here's my quote it comes from Chris Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's more so funny than stupid. He says, Opinions are like buttholes. Yeah. Everyone's got one and they all stink. I'm just asking for a raise. Yep. Yep. I've said that one before. That's a good one always. Um, that's funny. That's the first time I've seen that. But yeah, I, that, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's always a good one. Yeah, because yeah, excuses. No one. We've said that in football before because no one likes excuses, right? No, no, no excuses. Play no like a champion. Excuse. Yep. Yep. Th- thank you, Jacob, for coming on the podcast. Thank you to Shelby J Photography for sponsoring the show. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it, specifically next- the poop segments. <laughs> next week we'll have like a real we'll do a real read in the middle of it how about that we'll, we'll, sure. we'll talk to shelby make sure we got the nice points that we needed to bring up instead of me winging it talking about a divorced old lady who loves her pictures you know we'll, we'll make sure it's a little more uh we hit the the copy we'll get the copy yep yep we're sorry if our opinions offended you if they offended you then wear some bigger pants and deal with it <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for making this podcast a part of your day.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.